1: Welcome to the Act Locally Waco podcast, where we cover the whole enchilada of Waco. Uh, We are so excited to be recording the first episode of this podcast, Uh, and hopefully this is a thing that uh, lasts forever, because I'm super excited. Uh, For those that know, Ashley is super excited. Uh, And we thought we would take this first episode to introduce you to podcasting. Uh, Podcasting is a big thing here in Waco. For those that don't know, there's probably 30 or 40 podcasts based here right now. Uh, We just had a big contest. People are doing live shows now. Uh, Waco History Podcast did a live show. Uh, What was the other one? Uh, Necroelectric, Bluesville all did live shows. So podcasting is becoming a really big thing here in Waco. Um, and we wanted to make sure that uh the Acklookly Waco family uh knows what a podcast is and how to listen to uh one. So I actually have our amazing intern Andy here, uh, and she's going to ask me some questions about podcasting, kind of what we think uh y'all would ask us. Welcome to the show, Andi.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um so let's just start out for people who don't know, tell us a little bit about what a podcast is generally
1: so the way that i my family was like this they were like oh we don't podcast what's a podcast the way that i explain it is internet talk radio but with more personality
2: Mm, that's a that's a good description i think
1: that's yeah that's usually the, the the one sentence line i give to my family when they ask what podcasting is
2: okay so tell us a little bit about how to listen to it and um, how people with different phones or devices can access podcasts.
1: Sure. there. Are, uh, in the past year, there's so many ways to listen to podcasts popping up. Uh, any phone can pull up podcasting. Now, uh, the easiest ways to do it is if you have an Apple phone, iTunes is already installed on your phone, and all you have to do is uh, look up Act Lookly Waco or whatever podcast you want to listen to. Uh, Android phones are the same. They have the Google podcasting app installed already. Uh, If you listen to Spotify, Spotify is a great place to pick up podcasts. And then iHeartRadio has an app now that you can get podcasts. So they're really everywhere. And then there's a whole bunch of what we call podcatchers. So podcatchers is uh, a term for another app that can uh, host a podcast. So stuff like Anchor pod it's just these little independent uh things so podcasting is this uh do you know what pirate radio is no i don't so pirate radio was when uh it was these off the books uh radio stations that you could find every now and
2: then oh yeah so yeah
1: podcasting is still a lot of that we're it's very spread out but uh it's very you find something you stick to it uh it's very much so still you can listen to it just about anywhere
2: okay yeah i found the easiest way for me i have an iphone is just to access it through the podcast app i can Mm -hmm. listen to it while i'm in the car while i'm getting ready it's good background noise or you know there are podcasts on just about every topic um absolutely there's a lot you can learn from
1: them even even our local kwbu station has i think three or four podcasts now it's amazing
2: So let's tell everyone a little bit about the Act Locally Waco podcast, what people can expect on it, and how it's unique from other podcasts they might have heard.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Act Locally Waco podcast is going to be putting uh, a spotlight on uh, ways to get involved in in Waco. It's going to be events. It's going to be interviewing people who host those events, uh, interviewing people who uh, are the owners or people who run really cool uh non profits uh outreach programs uh events teachers hopefully politicians and police officers i want to talk to really everybody and get a feel for uh what it is what if what it is to be involved in waco uh when how these other people stay involved it
2: sounds like it sort of encapsulates our mission and things people can find on our website but just in in podcast yeah, absolutely
1: form. it's really uh a for those that know uh the whole enchilada is our weekly newsletter uh it really is the audio version of the whole enchilada and also getting a no getting a deeper dive into the people uh, the the like the the people that we we talk about on there who are hosting the events and why and what about these events makes them special
2: so any last notes you want to make about the act locally podcast or why people should give it a listen
1: uh we want to. We want to keep this thing going. We want to make sure that uh, years down the road, that people are still getting involved because Waco is growing right now, and it's it's in a really big growth spurt. And we we don't if we Wacoans don't stay involved, uh, it's going to lose that feel of Waco. Uh, if we don't stay uh, in the politics, if we don't keep going to all of our events and making our presence known, uh, the the Wacoan feel is going to disappear. And I really don't want that to happen. Ashley doesn't want that to happen. Uh, We want to make sure Waco stays Waco.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the tourist boom lately is great, but Mm -hmm. there's a certain authenticity to Waco that only comes from the community that was built by Waco natives. And that's something that we really want to foster. And I think the podcast is just another way to highlight ways to do that.
1: And what are some other things that they're going to see from you, Andy?
2: Uh, well, I am running Act Locally's Instagram this mm-hmm. semester, and I have a few ideas for that. Um, I'm also working on the weekly newsletter and um, hopefully helping Garrett produce the podcast from time to time.
1: Yeah, we're super excited to have uh, have you on. Uh, we're super excited about this podcast. Um, stay tuned. After this, we're going to actually do a short interview with the ladies uh, from CASA. Uh, so super excited about that. Uh, so this is really just the first episode. We want to give you a feel uh, for what this is going to be. It's going to be interviews. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about events for the next month, uh, and, and and stuff like that. So if you or anybody you know uh, would love to come on the show and talk about what they're doing here in Waco, or talk about a big event, uh, please shoot us over uh, an email. Uh, you can check. You can find our email uh, at locallywaco.com. There's also a contact form on there. Uh, other than that, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and sign up for the whole enchilada. Okay, Anna and Kate, welcome to the show. How are y'all doing?
0: It's doing really good. Fabulous, yeah, it's Friday.
1: So what? Y'all are with CASA, which stands for Court Appointed Special...
0: Advocate. Oh, so close. We were very yeah. close! I was so close. Three of the four. I was rooting for you.
1: What? Uh, what do y'all do for this organization?
0: We recruit, train, and support volunteers that are just everyday community individuals from Waco and McLennan County. And then they advocate for the best interest of children in foster care in McLennan County. So we match them with a case supervisor that's on our staff that's their support person after they've been trained up. And then these folks, they are matched with a child or sibling group that are in foster care. So our advocates then get to know these children, uh, kind of bond with these children. They get to know maybe their foster family, their relatives, their teachers, their therapists, different professionals that work alongside us in this realm. And then ultimately they make recommendations and provide information to the judge in the court uh, regarding the safety, permanency, and then overall well-being of these children while they're in foster care and then certain recommendations for the future as well.
1: Wow, that sounds, that's a mouthful, but that sounds like it's so fulfilling. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a premier volunteer opportunity. Uh, There's real depth of relationship with these kids that these volunteers get to work with, and there's longevity to the time that you're walking alongside this child. And even some of our advocates um, kind of maintain connections with these children even after the foster care case has closed and remain a part of their life. So there's... There's a real big opportunity for real impact on these children's lives. So
1: this is a long-term volunteer opportunity. This isn't something for a weekend situation. That's
0: correct. Oh, no. (laughs) We we need folks that are really committed to this mission and to these children. We ask for a minimum commitment of a year from our volunteers because that is the approximate length of a CPS case. And so we hope that they can be a stable adult to walk alongside these kids for that whole time. There may be other adults coming in and out of their life. It's sort of a time of chaos for these children. Sure. So we hope that their CASA advocate can be the opposite of that and be a consistent presence for them the whole time.
1: So, okay. Do y'all, do you two, do you look for the people to be the 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 appoint, appointees? Are y'all looking for those people? Is that what y'all do?
0: Yes. So
3: I'm the recruiter and the advocate trainer. So sometimes we have people coming to us, which is always fabulous, but also we kind of Do recruiting in the community. Um, We reach out to churches, groups, anyone that will really have us talk to them. We're there, you know, sharing what we do, sharing our mission. And um, we've had some really great numbers this past fall and this year. So we're really excited.
1: What are y'all's numbers? Are are y'all pretty staffed up right now?
3: I'll let Anna take this one.
0: <laughs> I'm sort of the numbers person. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of kids in foster care in McLennan County. There's around 700 kids in care. On oh, my gosh. Day. Yes, it's yeah. very, very yeah. many. Uh, CASA, though our mission is to provide an advocate for every child in foster care in our community, we're serving currently about 180 of those kids, um, which is a bunch of them. But sure, there's a whole definitely lot not all more. of them. Right, there's a whole lot more that need an advocate. So we are... Always actively recruiting to try to get more volunteers on our team. And each volunteer, they're matched with basically one case. So that could could be one child, but it could be a sibling group. Um, And so, uh, you know, we have about 80 or so volunteers right now on our team. Uh, But once again, we're trying to increase that. What,
1: What is the number? What Like how many volunteers would you say you'd be happy with?
0: We need several hundred to wow. to serve all those kids. I yeah. mean, if you, you know, take 700 kids in foster care and kind of break it down to, you know, maybe two to three kids per case on average, I mean, that's several hundred volunteers right there. So wow. so we feel like we have a little, long ways to go, but we're diligently working to try to yeah. grow steadily. So we're you, getting there.
1: Y'all are looking for people. Uh, Mm -hmm. how, uh, how do people get involved? What, what are the steps they need to take?
3: Yeah. So, um, I would suggest going to our website. It's casaforeverychild.org. Um, from there you can submit that you're interested and I'll reach out to you. If you want to reach out to me directly, my email is recruiter at casaforeverychild.org. Um, and then from there you'd fill out an application. We'd kind of talk through the process and we'd talk about training, training runs every month so part of it is reading that you do on your own time and then about 10 hours of it is in person on thursday evenings which i run and it's every month so we really want to be flexible for people that can jump in at any time um this month we have six people which is a really great number to start the year off with uh last year our biggest group was nine and we're hoping to just kind of keep growing and the numbers keep going up so
1: So for someone who might be scared of that kind of the large time commitment, are there smaller roles that y'all are also looking for?
0: Well, first of all, I would encourage people to not be too scared of it. Uh, You know, we have mentioned the year commitment uh, that that sounds like a tall order. But when you break it down, the amount of time spent, it, it varies across that year, of course, depending on what's going on in the case and in that child's life. But it's about, you know, maybe 10 hours a month of advocacy time spent. Um, so we have young working professionals, we have parents, we have folks that, you know, we do have some retired folks and they have a lot of time to give, but some of our retired folks will work more than one case at a time, you know? So, um, I, I would encourage folks to not be too scared away by, the you know the time commitment or some of the intensity involved here we have really good staff to support our volunteers as well you do not have to be a child welfare expert to do this volunteer work our training is quality and then once again you're matched with a full-time social work expert that is your support your guide your coach your place to vent or debrief across your volunteer experience and so we really walk alongside you as a volunteer while you walk alongside these children
1: so you're just there to give them a shoulder to lean on some maybe a a, something to do for fun make sure they're being taken care of you're not the one going out and doing like the house checks or anything we like that? We do a little
0: bit of that okay. um, to kind of be – it it goes alongside the other things you mentioned. Sure. We're bonding with the child. We're, you know, giving them some fun outings and things like that, And but it is still – more than a mentor or a buddy type of role. And we do train our advocates to kind of be another set of eyes and ears in the situation in case we need to, you know, report or bring something to light that's uh, hindering that child's safety or well-being. And so we do uh, talk to other professionals in the case and really get a good picture of the situation so that we can provide that information in court. So there's the... There's the fun aspect of it with sure. the child, and then there's also some casework to be done, basically.
1: Sure. And I hear I hear the Casa name all over Waco. Oh, that's oh, good. That is great. So we I, love to hear that. I, yes. I know y'all are doing lots of things in this town specifically. Awesome. Uh, what are some events that y'all have coming up?
0: Well, one thing, uh, we have a monthly rotation of just information sessions, and so uh, you can look to our Facebook page for those. That's just a low-pressure, no-pressure way to come to our building and talk to Kate about CASA. If it's folks that might be kind of wanting to learn more not quite sure yet if this is right for them, just you can come ask questions and get more information. so we have those info sessions twice a month mm-hmm. and then uh, our annual fundraiser, Crawfish for Casa is right around the corner. Ooh. yeah, yes <laughs> Crawfish. It yeah. is in April, April 10th, and so we're going to be at the Phoenix Ballroom this year, and we're really excited about that. We have an 80s cover band out of Austin called nice. The Spasmatics they that so come every man. time, and they they are absolutely our our main entertainment, uh, so they are so much fun. And nice. so, yeah, you can go to our website, costaforeverychild.com and uh, get tickets there if you'd like. We have table and sponsorship opportunities if that interests anybody, so... We're getting amped up for that event.
1: I love it so much. Is there any other big events coming up? Little events?
3: Those are the main ones on our radar. I'm hoping to plan some things kind of as you're goes we've moved into our new building recently this past october so congratulations thank, thank you. you we love it we have so much space and it's fabulous um so if y'all didn't know we're on the corner of fifth and Court. we were a church and we totally gutted it very fixer upper and now <laughs> very it's a, waco yes very waco appropriate and now it's a beautiful building so we're really hoping this year to kind of rev up um things going on there and we want it to feel like everyone wants to come and it's fun and it's a place where the community can kind of get together so that's our goal
1: I love it. Yes. So just before we wrap up here, I want to give you all the proverbial soapbox. What is something that you would want to tell if you could tell everybody in Waco one thing, what would it be?
0: I would challenge folks to consider CASA as a volunteer opportunity for them. I acknowledge that it, it comes across as an area that not a lot of people know about, not a lot of people know about foster care. It's it's somewhat sure. complicated uh, unless you're otherwise involved in it. But I would challenge them to look into it. Uh, These are children that are thrown into a time of chaos, as I mentioned, um, through no fault of their own. And they need somebody to walk alongside them on this journey. They need somebody. There are caring individuals in our community that would be fabulous advocates. And so that would be my message to the community is just at least look into it at least consider it and come talk to us just start a conversation even and even if somebody decides that this is not the opportunity for them or not right now then they've at least educated themselves about our mission and this foster care scene a little more so maybe they know someone else in their life that they could share that story with and maybe bring in a, a different person that can connect with us and join our team
1: Oh, That's so good. What about you, Kate?
3: Well, all of that. And then also, I think I know I started out as an advocate myself. And I think the biggest thing that got me is I just didn't realize the need for all this. I didn't know how just much of a need there is in our community and how many kids are in foster care and how it's all around us. And when I do community events, I'll have adults come up to me and tell me that they were in foster care growing up and share their experience and how they wish they had had a CASA. And just to see people from all different aspects, like the kids that we serve and then adults who have experienced something similar, it's just so moving. And I think once you have it in your heart and you realize that it's there, it's really hard to ignore. So I think knowing about it is the first step. And then, like she said, just really think about it and reach out to us. And and if not, share it with a friend or family because someone you know could do this. So I think that's my biggest thing.
1: Those are both such good messages. I love both of those. And kind of wrapping this up, uh, what is contact information? Where can they find you?
3: So our website, again, is casaforeverychild.org. And my email, if you just want to get directly to me, is recruiter at casaforeverychild.org.
0: And we're on social media, too. If you look at Casa McLennan, we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can reach out to us there, too. Maybe see some of our posts, see what we're about on social media, too.
1: Perfect. Thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you. Thank you
3: so
1: much.